Well, I want to thank you for being here today. We've got a number of people out. We've still got some people out of town. We've got some people sick and everything. But, uh, you know, I'm glad to be here. And, uh, you know, these songs they sung this morning, I think they were very, very fitting. Uh, well, that song, he could have called 10,000 angels. Aren't you glad he didn't? That is a beautiful, beautiful song and it's got such a message to it. God on the mountain. That's true. God on the mountain, He's still God in the valleys. You know, when we're going through the good times, God's there. But you know, even when you're going through the rough times, God is still there. God said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He's with us whenever we need Him. And... Uh, you know, we're going into a brand new year, and uh, I kind of had some things on my mind. <clears throat> and I've entitled my message, A New Beginning. You know, this is a good time to start out brand new. Put that old stuff behind you and take on the new. You know, I'm always quoting it, and I love it, but this here goes along was 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, any man who is in Christ becomes a new creation. All the old things in your life now have passed away. They're gone. All your sins are gone. Everything is gone. You are beginning all over. Therefore, any man who is in Christ becomes a brand new creation. All your sins have been cast away. They're not remembered against you anymore. He says, For I have cast your sins as far away as the east is from the west. And I've said this, and, and you know it too. If you ever are walking east, you'll never go west. You'll always continue east. Now, God has cast your sins so far away. And, and what's more I like about it, He says, And I'll never bring them up again. I won't remember them anymore. Once you confess them, you receive me, those sins are gone, and I'll never remember them again. That is a promise from God, and I'll tell you what, God is so faithful on His Word and on His promises. If God has said something, you can count on it. You can count on it. I don't, we don't understand everything that God says and everything that God does, but His Word tells us He won't. Over in Isaiah 55, He says, For my word shall not go forth from my mouth, and return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I sent it out to do. So whatever God has spoken to take place, it's going to take place. God is looking at our lives. He sees every one of us have made mistakes. Believe me, I've made my share of them. But you know, God has forgiven me. I never thought that I'd be standing in a pulpit But God wanted me to do it. Thought it. I said, God, I can't do this. He said, you can with my help. Before I put together a sermon or anything else, I go to God. I ask, Lord, what do you want? What do the people need to hear? What is it you want to say to them? You know, God's got so much to say to us and just, we don't have that much time. Believe me, I'll have you out of here by 4 or 5 o'clock this evening. 
Well, not really. I mean, it'd be a little before that. But, you know, God has got so much in store for us if we will just say yes to Him. That's what He wants. Us to say yes to Him. And as I put this together, I said, well, I don't know what kind of a title. And I heard something as I was writing. I, I don't even know. I, I don't know if I read it. I don't know if it was on TV. I don't know what it was. But all of a sudden that word, new beginnings. I said, thank you, Lord. That's why I titled my message, New Beginnings. And sometimes we each, I know I do, I need new beginnings. I need to start over sometimes. I need to rethink some things. Sometimes I'm no different than you. I get down. But you know, the moment I feel like I'm starting to get down, I say, Lord, pick me up. Renew me. Refresh me. And he does. You know, even Jesus at times, I feel like he asked, well, I know he did. He asked God, God, why? You know, God don't mind us asking him why. You may not get an answer right away, but God doesn't mind you answer, asking him why something happened in your life. Why did this take place? Lord, why did I go through this? You know, even the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was on the cross, he said, why, my God, have you forsaken me? He asked God why. Of course, Jesus knew why. He knew why he came. But I think even sometimes we ask God why, knowing down in our spirit why. Why he did it. And a lot of times, it's for our own good. It makes us kind of come alive, wake up, and do a little soul searching and asking God, God, I think I really understand why this took place. I know why you're doing this. And we're going to look at that in just a minute too. It's why. But you know, we all, like I said, we've got shortcomings, we've got failures in our life. We make mistakes. And do y'all realize this does not come as a surprise to God? This doesn't surprise God at all. Matter of fact, David wrote in Psalms 139, 1-4. Listen to what David wrote. This is how God looks at us. God knows us. He knows our thoughts. He knows what we're going to do. He knows the things that we're going to speak even before we say it. Listen to what David wrote. He says, he Oh Lord, you have searched me and you have known me. You know when I sit down. You know when I rise up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend or you know the path that I am walking. You know my lying down. And you are acquainted in all my ways. Or you know all my ways, Lord. For there is not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, you know it all together. Or he's saying, Lord, you know it before I even speak it. This is our God. He knows you. 
He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows what you're going to do. He knows what you're going to say. He knows how you're going to react. He knows if you're going to slip. He knows if you're going to fall. God knows exactly what you're going to do. And like I said, it does not come as a surprise to God what you do because He already knows what you're going to do. But you know, God is prepared to take care of any mistake that you make. I love that. Even David. David was, David was a good man. It said that he was a man after God's own heart. But God, I mean, excuse me, but David made a lot of mistakes in his life. But you know something about David? When he made a mistake, he didn't blame anybody else. He said, Lord, I did it. It was me. I did it. God respected that. David didn't have excuses. We all kind of sometimes look for an excuse to why we don't want to do something. And believe me, we can come up with something. It may not be a good one, but we can come up with it. But be honest with God. If you have something going on in your life, that's what David had to do. In some of his sin, he said, I had to give it all to God. I come to God and I confess and I held nothing back. Sometimes we try to hide a little sin in our life. Do you realize you cannot hide sin from God? God knows every sin in your life. He knows a sin if you're going to commit it. That's one thing that I do like. I know that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. Sometimes I've been tempted to do something, but that Holy Spirit will rise up and say, No! You feel it, you hear it, and you know that's God telling you no. We all should have that Holy Spirit living on the inside of us to warn us. It says that Holy Spirit is to guide us, to advise us, to give us direction. That Holy Spirit is also called the Comforter, the one who comes along beside you in your time of trials, in your time of need. And He does. He, bring, he said in the Holy Spirit will bring remembrance to us on the things that Christ has said. When you're going through something, Lord, what was that you said about that? And I'll guarantee you, if you've read your Bible, it will come to your mind. But what did Christ say about this situation? Well, maybe some of us in here, including myself, maybe we've kind of had a setback every now and then in our spiritual walk. Something just didn't click right. You had just a little bit of a spiritual setback. Maybe you've slipped. Maybe you've fallen. And sometimes we wonder, Lord, can you ever forgive me? And that answer is yes. I want to tell you something, and I want you to get it down into your heart. God can take our failures and turn them into successes. I'm going to show you a man in a minute that he didn't think he could ever get back into the grace of God. Maybe some of us have thought that. Maybe we've done something. And we say, Lord, I don't think you can ever forgive me. 
I'm going to tell you right now, God's grace is greater than any sin that you can commit. His grace is greater than any sin. Remember that. He's a forgiving and loving God. God can take our failures, like I said, and He can turn them into successes. God can take those people who think, Lord, I'm just a loser at everything I do. He can turn you into a winner. He did one man that way, and we're going, like I said, we're going to look at him here in just a minute. When we see this happen, we saw it happen in, in one of Jesus' followers. Y'all probably know who I'm going to talk about. His name was Peter. Peter was a little different from a lot of your disciples. He was rambunctious. He was mouthy. Kind of wanted to do things his own way. Uh, kind of boisterous. But you know, God says, Peter, I can fix and I can straighten you out. You know, the disciples, have you, ever, have you ever read how Peter got his name? You know, his name was Simon. But God changed his name. God changed his name. Uh, let's look. I want to show you right here what he did right fast. The disciples were with the Lord one day walking. They was at a place called Caesarea Philippi. It says that Jesus turned to them and asked them a question. He said, Whom do men say that I am? Who do they, who do they think I am? What are they calling me? Who, do, who, who does men out there say that I am? <coughs> and these disciples gave different answers. And all of a sudden... Simon, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, under the inspiration of God, in Matthew 16, 16, Peter give, he give God's answer. He give God an answer. He looked over at Christ and he said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now that was the right answer. That was the right answer. Peter had been given a supernatural insight as to who Christ was. Listen to what it says here in Matthew uh, chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, talking about Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, or man, has not revealed this to you as to who I am but my Father in heaven revealed this to you. In verse 18, it says, And I say unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus told Peter, I'm giving you a new name. And from this moment on, you will be called Peter. Peter, you know what Peter meant? <clears throat> Peter meant the rock. Something solid. Now all these disciples knew who Peter was. They worked with him. They fished with him. 
And they probably looked over there and said, you're calling Peter a rock? Something stable? Somebody we can count on? Lord, do you really know him? We've walked with him all our life. We don't see a rock. But Jesus saw a rock. You know, this shows us God not only sees us for who we are, but he sees you for who you can be. He saw Peter. He knew Peter. But he says, Peter, I know what you can become. I'm giving you a name that will fit you. Peter, the rock. This shows us that, like I said, that that God sees us who we are right now. But the thing about it is, maybe, maybe you're not looking too good right now, but God sees you for what you can become. He sees you for what He can do in your life if you'll just let Him. God wants to touch each and every one of us. God knew that Peter... God knew that all that Peter would do, what Peter would do. He knew what his failures would be. He also knew that Peter would someday truly be the rock that he just called him. God sees your potential. We might not, you know, have you ever seen a painter painting on a canvas? You're looking at him. It just kind of looks like, whoa, that's a mess. But what God, God doesn't see the mess. He sees the finished portrait. He sees what it's going to be. And when He looked at you, He sees what you are going to be if you will allow Him to work in your life. Like most of us. You know, sometimes I look around, I see a lot of problems. But you know what? God sees solutions. I see some failures. But God sees success. God looks at things different than what we look at. And we better be glad He does. Just like what I know when I talk about Simon. We saw Simon earlier. We saw Simon. But when God looked at him, He saw Peter. He didn't see Simon's failures. He saw who Simon could be. God sees you for what you can become. You know, before Peter fully lived up to his new name, Peter had a very, very serious setback. He had something happen in his life. I've talked to people that hadn't been in church in a while. I said, where have you been? I said, Bill, I've just done some things that I shouldn't have done and I just don't think God maybe can forgive me. Like I said a while ago, God can forgive any sin in your life. If you will come to Him with your heart and say, Lord, I have sinned. Forgive me. Do y'all realize that's what David did? I have sinned. Forgive me. God forgave him. David committed some pretty serious stuff. But God loved him and God forgave him. Maybe you've committed some pretty serious stuff. I'll tell you right now, God loves you and God will forgive you if you'll come to him and ask him in your heart. Believe in your heart 
that God can forgive you. That's what God looks at. God doesn't look at the outside of a man. He looks on the inside. He looks at the man's heart. We better be glad he don't look on the outside. I see some really, really ugly people. I saw myself one time and I was about as ugly as you could get. But God changed it. Now I'm suave, handsome, and debonair. So I tell my wife and she won't listen to me. But you know, God changes us. Not only does He change the outside, but He changes the inside. I have had people, now I'm not bragging anything, I'm complimenting God. They say, Bill, guys and things I went to school with, guys I've known, say, Bill, something different about you now than when you was in school. There's something different. What have you done? I said, I've accepted Christ. He changes you. He changes your heart. He changes your inside. He even changes the outside. You need to be changed. You need God to do something in your life. He wants to. He wants to. You know, Peter, like I said, he experienced a real fall. And you'll find this happened. All four Gospels wrote about this. All four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, every one of them made mention of Peter's mistake, of Peter's fall, and what Peter did. If you'll read Mark, uh, well, Matthew chapter 26, Mark 14, Luke 22, John 18, it tells you what Peter did. I think most of you already know. It was his denial of Christ. You know, one day Peter and Jesus was talking. And Peter was talking about the disciples leaving him, going away from him, not being faithful and standing with him. You know what Peter said? Lord, they may do it, but I will never do it. I will die for you. Jesus looks over at Peter. He says, Peter, before the cock crows three times, you will deny me. You'll deny me. Well, Peter couldn't believe that. Lord, I'll never deny you. After the Garden of Gethsemane, the soldiers came and got Jesus and took him before his trial. Peter followed but he said he followed at a distance. You don't want to get too far from Christ because he can cause you a problem. But he said Peter followed at a distance. He saw what they were doing. They saw how they treated Peter. I mean, how Peter, how Peter saw how they treated Christ. Pulling out his beard, spitting in his face, hitting him, slapping him, making fun of him, mocking him. And he was standing there. And the little maiden come by and said, Hey, I know you. You're one of that... Jesus' disciples. Peter, no, not me. I don't even know that man. Happened a second time. You've got me wrong. And they said, and they said that Peter even cursed him. They said as they took Jesus out of the temple, Peter was standing there. As Jesus walked by him, 
Jesus didn't condemn him. He did not say one word. He just looked over at Peter with tears in his eyes. His eyes were, Jesus' eyes were so sad as he looked at Peter. It's just like Jesus was saying, it's okay, Peter. I understand what you're going through, and I'm sorry you're having to go through this. Peter thought that was the end. And it said that when Jesus passed on by, Peter went out and he wept bitterly, sobbed, crying. He realized what he had done. He realized he had denied Jesus. How many of us deny Jesus at times? Probably all of us. Maybe say, oh, you're going to church? Oh, no, no, I'm not going to that church. No, no. Why are you denying Christ? Christ never denied you. Yes, Peter had a lapse of judgment. He failed. But do you know, when Jesus saw it, it was only temporary. It wasn't a life sentence. It was just temporary. Maybe you've made a mistake. I'm going to tell you right now. It is just temporary. It don't have to stay with you. It can be removed. You can start over. You can have a new beginning. You know, Peter, in his own epistle, he wrote something. In 1 Peter 5.10, listen to what Peter wrote. May the God of all grace who called us to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus. He says, After you have suffered for just a little while, then He will perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. Yeah, we're going to go through a little bit of suffering there. We're going to think about what we did. But He's going to forgive you if you'll ask Him. He's going to restore you. Peter was saying, hey, I know what I'm talking about. I've gone through a hardship. I've gone through a lack of judgment. But I want you to know that God can and He will bring you through it. He brought me through it. And He'll bring you through it. Maybe you have gone through a certain experience in your life. It may have been a tragedy of some sort. Maybe you've thought, why did the Lord let me go through these things? Why did God allow this to happen? Anybody ever thought about that? Lord, why did you allow this to happen? Why am I going through this? You know, the Bible even has, has a word about this as to why sometimes we go through things. Why we go through them. There's people in here that have gone through some tragedies. But God gives us an answer right here that when we go through something, how God can use it. God can take whatever you've gone through and use it so you can reach out and help someone else who is going through the same thing that you just went through. Who better to talk to than someone who has just experienced it? Who just went through it? <coughs> they can have a testimony. Yes, I went through it, but let me tell you what my God did. You've got a testimony. 
that you can maybe turn somebody else's life around and help them. Well, Bill, that sounds awful good, but is there any scripture to back up what you just said? I thought you'd never ask. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 backs up what I just said. It said, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of comfort. Now verse 4. Who comforts us in all of our tribulations, or our problems, our tragedies, whatever we've gone through, that we may be able to comfort them which are going through the same thing by the comfort which we ourselves have been comforted with by God. You know, you may be able to comfort somebody and help them go through something that you went through. Well, I don't know if I can just be honest with them. Tell them how God helped you to go through that situation. Tell them what God did for you. How He gave you strength to go through it. I've got people right here right now that's been through some pretty tough stuff. But they're still here. They're still loving God. They're still serving Him. And they're still able to help others that have gone through some tough situations themselves. Just because, hey, let me tell you what. Let me give you a little advice. I just went through it. Let me tell you what God did to bring me through it. And they've been able to comfort others that were going through some tragedies and situations. God's got a reason for why He does certain things. Now, we don't know them all. Just like I said, you know, over in Isaiah 55 again, God says, "For hey, you're not going to understand everything I do because my ways are higher than your ways. In other words, God's saying, I don't think like you do. I see things that you don't see. I know things are going to happen that you don't know. And that's why I do certain things because I see it where you don't see it. I said, my ways are higher than your ways. For my ways are as high as the heavens. God sees things that we don't see. God sees things we'll never see. But God says, I will always be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But I'll walk through whatever you're going through. I'll be right beside you. It's kind of like that song we sang. God on the mountain. Yes, he's God on the mountain, but he's still God in the valley. He's still there for you. Maybe you've thought, Lord, I just don't understand. Lord said, I know you don't. But trust me, because I'm bringing you through this valley. I'm putting you back on the mountaintop. He's going to take you through the valley and put you back on the mountaintop. <coughs> so instead of us being upset by our failures or being angry, I think that's one of the worst things we can do is being angry with God because you went through certain things. Like I said, God sees things you don't see. But now, if you will, allow God to take those things that you've experienced and turn them into a testimony for Him. You can share with others and let them see that they also can have a hope and a forgiveness from God. Well, a lot of people say, there's no way. There's no way God will forgive me. 
I don't have any hope. God says you do. God says you do. God gives us brand new beginnings, just like He gave Peter a brand new beginning. Peter failed him. Do you realize that, that, that whenever <coughs> Christ arose and the women came to see Mary, I mean, excuse me, came to the tomb, He looked at her and said, Go tell the disciples to meet me in Galilee. He did. And then before she left, he said, oh, hey, be sure and tell Peter to be with them. Well, can you imagine what Peter must have felt when Mary said, oh, Peter, Jesus said to tell you to be with the rest of the disciples. He wants to see you too. That right there probably changed Peter's whole life. Made him stronger and stronger in God because he knew that God was still with him. That he was still able to serve God. God gives us new beginnings. That's what He did for Peter. And that's what He wants to do for you. I'm going to ask the band to come up. I'm going to ask them to, to play something. If you're here today and you need a new start with God, something going on in your life, you say, I want to be forgiven for this. I want a fresh walk with Jesus. If you'll come up here, we have an altar you can kneel at and ask Him to forgive you. I'm going to be down front. I'll pray with you. I'll anoint you with oil. And we'll pray that God will do a big, big change in your life. That you're going to become a new creation in God. Just like what we said a while ago. You become a new creation. The old things have passed away and everything from this point on is going to be brand new. Brand new. It's like it never happened in God's eyes. But you're the one who has to forget it. And you've got a little devil sitting on your shoulder going to be constantly reminding you, hey, you remember what you did then? And you think God's going to forgive that? You need to turn around to that little devil and say, yes, he is. Because he promised me. And I serve a God that cannot lie. What he tells me, he will do. So I'm going to ask the man to play. And if there's something that you need, if you just need prayer or whatever, if you'll come to the altar or if you'll come down here to me, I'll be glad to pray for you. So, and then after this, we're going to do communion. Today is communion.